0: Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, Goldco. All qualified listeners who visit HannityGold.com this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So go to HannityGold.com and get yours free while supplies last. That's HannityGold.com.
1: make the switch today and if you do it today you save an additional fifty percent off your first month they use the same 5g network same cell towers as the big carriers and most families saving close to a thousand dollars a month just go to puretalk.com slash sean That's sean s-e-a-n make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries or two sean hannity show toll free it's 800-941 sean if you want to be a part of the program Interesting comment from uh, David Axelrod, of all people, t- saying that this January 6th uh, circus or whatever you want to call it, Hollywood production, uh, that they better be prepared to deliver their goods. Now, this has all been a predetermined outcome. This this is to lay the blame at the feet of Donald Trump. And now that we know that we have on record Donald Trump his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, Cash Patel, the chief of staff of the secretary of defense and the secretary of defense himself, Chris Miller, at the time. And even my conversation with people uh, close to uh, Joint Chiefs of, of Staff Chairman Billy, he confirming that he had discussions with President Trump about security for the sixth. Now that we have the timeline from the Capitol Police, now we know that that the earliest requests were made on literally january 2nd we have this john solomon piece he'll join us in a moment uh the reason they don't want to focus in on the fact that all of these people on record under the threat of perjury in many cases have said that donald trump authorized the use of twenty thousand troops on that day in the lead up to january 6th now why would the president anticipate problems well we just came out off a summer where 574 official riots took place, 8,700 protests took place, and dozens of Americans died, thousands of cops were injured, and billions in property damage. And yes, tensions were running high in the country. So it's, it's obvious that this was a simple no-brainer, and yet this January 6th committee... From all intent and purposes, they said Nancy Pelosi's off-limits. She's the person responsible for security at the Capitol. Why did they turn down the 20,000 troops that were authorized by Donald J. J. Trump? And that was, similarly, why did they turn down the requests of the Capitol Police Department to have National Guard troops ready and available for them in the days leading up to January 6th? Uh, I contend that they don't want to talk about this. Because if, in fact, those troops that Donald Trump authorized for them to bring up or call up were used, January 6th wouldn't happen. We we wouldn't be having a Hollywood presentation tonight void of some of the most pertinent information that the American people need to know. Uh, Listen to what Axelrod said.
2: Jamie Raskin has said, you know, pretty starkly, this is going to blow the roof off the House. You know, he's a really, really smart guy. And some stuff has leaked out, as David said. But to the extent there is new stuff, I think that'll be a big deal uh, and won't be yawned away. If it's all stuff that we already know, whether you like it or not, I don't think it's going to move many more people. Can I just say one thing about um, Jamie Raskin's comment? I have maximum high regard for Jamie, but I think when you set expectations so high... You run the risk of people saying that, you know, you rolled out a cannon and a flag came out that said pop. So if you say you're going to blow the, the roof off the house, you'd better be. Uh, prepare to deliver the goods. And I, I would rather under-promise and over-deliver than over-promise and under-deliver.
1: I think that's smart on Axelrod's part. What they're going to try to point out tonight is this was the result of a coordinated, multi-step effort to overturn the results of the 2020 election and stop the transfer of power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. That's what they're going to try and get you to conclude. What they're not going to tell the American people is all the efforts Donald Trump himself engaged in to protect the capital that day that kinda takes their narratives and and blows it out of the water uh... but that won't be shown tonight that i can uh, almost assure you will not be shown tonight john solomon is with us editor-in-chief of just the news and also the host of just news not noise uh, Greg great jared is with us and of course is his podcast the brief uh... john i've just gone over in the last hour your incredible article you were able to get a hold of the official Capitol Police timeline, which validates the Trump administration's account showing the Democrats' uh, rejection of all all the support of the, of the guard that Donald Trump was offering, and and this, by the way, piggybacks off of my reporting. I have on tape, on television, Mark Meadows, Cash Patel, Chris Miller, Donald Trump. All saying that Donald Trump authorized up to 20,000 troops that day.
3: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. It's in writing, it's in the official timeline that the Capitol Police constructed of this event. And it shows that four days out, at a moment when the Capitol Police didn't even think there was going to be violence, uh, the P- Pentagon under Donald Trump called uh, the deputy chief, uh, texted the deputy chief of the Capitol Police and said, Would you like troops? Would you like to request them? We'll get the ball rolling. They came back and said, uh, no, we're okay. We don't need them. Then about 24 hours later, the chief of the Capitol Police, a guy named Steve Sun, he's now former chief. He was fired over this or resigned over this. He gets second thoughts. Why? Because more and more intelligence is coming in, suggesting that maybe this is going to be a violent event, not just a peaceful protest. And Sun then goes and says, all right, I'm going to get the blessing of Nancy Pelosi and uh, Chuck Schumer. I'm going to go get the troops. And to his amazement, uh, according to his own letter that he writes explaining what happened, Steve son is turned down and told, nope, we don't want them. Bad optics. You can't have them. He then calls the, the head of the D.C. National Guard and says, hey, I've been turned down, but if, if it gets bad here, do you think you can get me some help? And the D.C. National Guard says, uh, maybe we'll get you 125 people on short notice. That's not enough to take care of a riot. Uh, the Democrats repeatedly turned down this help. That Donald Trump offered. And, and the narrative tonight is going to be Donald Trump wanted to foment this violence to stop uh, the counting of uh, or the uh, certifying of the election. The, this is the one conundrum they have, uh, Sean. I think you hit it out before. Uh, why would Donald Trump? Try to foment violence if he had already arranged for 20,000 troops to put down violence. By the way, 20,000 troops, that would have taken care of any incident in the city of, of, of Washington. We,
1: we we wouldn't be talking about January 6th. January 6th never would have happened had they taken the authorization of the president and used it wisely as they should have. Let me ask you, let me do a, a follow-up question on this. What do we know about Nancy Pelosi's specific role? She as Speaker of the House is in charge of security of the Capitol. What do we know about her role in this? What do we know about Schumer's role in this? What do we know about Bowser? We, we know in writing she rejected the offer of Guard help, uh, National Guard troop help. Yeah. Uh, and what do we know about the Sergeant of Arms? Because to my knowledge, none of these people, they brought in a 1,000 people to interview them or grill them or interrogate yep. them. Uh, these are four key figures. And to my knowledge, add to that the D.C. police chief, that I don't think they interviewed during this.
3: Yeah, listen, the the, the investigation that the Democrats have created has been constructed to keep the questions away from Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. We do know from a letter that Mayor Muriel Bowser, the D.C. Democrat mayor, that on January 5th, when she heard that son, the police chief of the Capitol, was asking for National Guard, wrote the Pentagon saying, don't you dare do this. My guys at the Metro Police Department are the best. They got this under control. Don't do it unless uh, you tell us and we approve it. So she was sending a signal. We don't want your troops here. Uh, we know the House and Senate Sergeant-at-Arms said no. The the, uh, the timeline has the exact quotes that the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms uh, said to the police chief, which is, we don't like the optics of troops in the Capitol. So we know that. But this has all been constructed tonight on your show, on the TV show tonight, we're going to unveil a new document. It is going to show that the deputy police chief, person under son um, got some FBI intelligence the night of the 5th that clearly show there, there might be problems, specifically targeting senators who might be walking through the tunnels uh, on their way to work on January 6th. He doesn't share it to the chief. He doesn't share it to his commanders. He doesn't share it to his officers or the riot patrol people or the crowd-controlled. He keeps it to himself, but he sends it to one person, one person who's at the right hand of Senator Chuck Schumer, the Senate uh, Democrat leader. That's going to be a, an entire new wrinkle that has not come out before. We're going to break that on your TV show tonight.
1: Wow. And you have the actual letter. That's amazing. Let me bring in the
3: FBI assets. He forwarded. He actually took the FBI's information and forwarded it to the Senate staffer.
1: Wow. Uh, Let me go to Greg Jarrett from a legal perspective. But first of all, I mean, you've got a rigged jury here, if you will. You've got a rigged hearing. There's not a single person on that in that hearing on that panel That likes Donald Trump. They're all Trump haters. People like Jim Jordan, Jim Banks, you know, were taken off the panel, uh so and they replaced them with two big Trump haters. So will the American people see through the partisanship here?
4: No. If you're looking for factual accuracy and honesty, you're not gonna find it during tonight's Hollywood produced melodrama. You know, Democrats are taking snippets of information, deliberately contorting them to present their false narrative that Trump is to blame. And look, Sean, you know this. any committee composed of Adam Schiff, Benny Thompson, even Jamie Raskin is guaranteed to be dishonest. That's what Nancy Pelosi wanted. She violated her own House rules, rejecting Republican Leader McCarthy's appointments to the panel. That means this committee is as illegitimate in composition as it has been in actions and you know thanks to john's excellent reporting as always we now have written proof that pelosi chuck schumer were derelict in their duty so was dc mayor muriel bowser but for their actions, the events at the Capitol building would not have happened. But, of course, they want to shift the blame to Trump while covering up their own malignant mistakes. It doesn't fit their narrative, so they're lying about it, so is the media, and that's what you're going to see tonight.
1: All right, quick break. We'll come back more with John Solomon, his big blockbuster article today, the official Capitol Police timeline validating The Trump administration's account that, yeah, they authorized the use of the guard way before January 6th. And nobody on this committee wants to talk about it. Also, more with Greg Jarrett. All right, we continue with John Solomon, Greg Jarrett. And now that we have the official Capitol Police timeline validating the fact that Donald Trump requested and authorized 20,000 troops to be called in way before January 6th and and this committee has no interest in asking the people that had the authority to call them up why they didn't do it. So here we go again they're selectively handpicking information that makes the case to bludgeon Trump but they're withholding from the American people the entire truth here John Solomon now that to me in and of itself should disqualify anybody from even serving in Congress as a level of such just it's not even an illegitimate committee such dishonesty that what they're pull, trying to pull off here tonight and they know this information is out there because I know that they have this information and we both know and all three of us know that they were told this information by both Chris Miller and Cash Patel.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, when you read Greg's two amazing books on Russia collusion, you walk away with one thing, and that is that Adam Schiff is the modern-day Joe McCarthy. He has created more red herrings that turned out to not be true than any person in Congress that I can think of in my entire 30-plus years in Washington, D.C. He is a master of deception. He he is a unleasher of weapons of disinformation on a daily basis. You can go back now to his tweets in 17 and 18, and they're laughable how much his storylines have been destroyed by the facts, by the great reporting that Greg did in his books and, and the stuff we did on your show every night. Um,
1: Listen, yet, but but all, all of us played a part in that. We were yeah. unpeeling yeah. one layer of an onion after another. And we did it for three years. And We've all been vindicated. And yeah. everything we reported ended up being proven yeah. true. Uh, it, will the American people walk away watching this hearing tonight thinking, oh, Donald Trump really did this?
3: We'll have to see. Listen, I don't know what they got any more than anyone else does. We'll have to watch and see. But the bigger question is, is our capital still secure? Absolutely not. We talked to Rodney Davis, the ranking Republican on the House administration. He said, we're not any more secure than we were on January 5th, because Nancy Pelosi's taken no time to fix the problems that led... To the uh, incident and the failure to respond, this department has six hundred million dollars a year to protect one mile strip of Washington D.C. and it failed miserably because it was run by Democrats who weren't focused on security. And I'll just ask—I'll leave with one question. I've been thinking about this a lot. I did a lot of the work that exposed what happened uh, before 9-11, after the 9-11 tragedy. Could you imagine the 9-11 commission, that bipartisan commission that helped us all heal from 9-11 and cure a lot of our intelligence and law enforcement? Capabilities, if they had to go out and hire a Hollywood producer to tell their story, they would have been laughed out of the room. The reason the Democrats are hiring a Hollywood producer tonight, they don't have facts. They have to create the illusion of well, the magic of television.
1: And and again, they're selectively editing out key portions of the narrative here. How does this end, Greg Jarrett?
4: Well, hopefully the truth will eventually emerge. But it's being suppressed by Pelosi, Schumer, the media, especially this biased committee that's putting on a crooked show trial with a preordained outcome, as you said. You're right about that. Um, you're not going to hear the truth from this committee. That, and the truth is that Pelosi and Schumer are guilty of malfeasance. So is Bowser It's being covered up with the help of the corrupt media? The, the idiot fact-checkers at USA Today, PolitiFact, Washington Post, other news organizations declared it false that Trump authorized National Guard troops despite testimony and documentary evidence proving that they're wrong as usual
1: i mean it's it's so sad and it's so corrupt and the saddest part of all of this is uh we're not going to do the things that need to be done so something like this never happens again uh thank you both for being with us we appreciate it 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program quick break right back Anyway Gail Huff Brown is with us. Uh, you know, she was a former news anchor. She's the wife of former Senator Scott of, of former Senator Scott Brown, former ambassador Scott Brown. Uh, she's definitely the smarter and better looking one in the family. there's no question about it. Uh, and I'm friends with, with both of them. And she herself is now running for Congress in the first congressional district in New Hampshire. Uh, and I, I see your seat as a very winnable seat. I'm glad you're running. You've been talking a lot about gas prices and immigration and all these crises Joe has created. All, I argue, are preventable and all of them fixable, but not with his policies.
5: Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, what, one of our slogans and what I have on the back of my Gail Huff-Brown for Congress is say no to Joe. Say no to Joe. I filed my paper, so Sean... I'm in. I am ready to be New Hampshire's voice in Congress, and uh, we have to take our country back. We have to it, take our country back. You know, I, only- at,
1: I look at all this suffering, G- Gail, and I got to tell you, it, it breaks my heart. I've lived uh, that life. I lived a life, by the way, not far from where you guys used to live. I lived in Rhode Island five years. At that point in my life, I was living paycheck to paycheck and, and struggling to pay my rent every month. It's not a good feeling. Now we have no, two thirds of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. That's not a good feeling for any of them.
5: Well, and not only that, just trying to fill your gas tank to get to your job. Yesterday was my first day where I paid a hundred dollars at the pump. I I couldn't even believe it. I mean, twenty. You years obviously ago, haven't
1: years visited years New York or California because every time I, I fill up, I pay hundred bucks.
5: Well, this is for wait a minute. This is for just regular unleaded. This isn't even the, the high test good stuff. This is the
1: no. Cheap I, I'm, I believe you. I, I'm talking about. The, we're talking the same language here.
5: Well, I know in some. I mean, California. Oh my gosh, the 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 taxes they add, the fees they add. It's I don't, I don't even know how anyone can live in California. It's gotten so, so expensive. I mean, well, Gail,
1: that's I, the problem. They're losing people for the first time in one hundred and seventy years. They've had a net loss in population in the Golden State, in the state of California. Beautiful state. I lived there five years. By the way, I was probably the poorest person in town when I lived there uh, at the time in the <laughs> in the 80s when I was there. Um, but I will tell you, it's a beautiful place. But it's now that they're pushing everybody out between the crime and uh, the the high uh, taxes and the bureaucracy. I mean, they have destroyed but California.
5: But you know what, I'm Sean. I actually am a bit hopeful based upon you know our elections in San Francisco. We might be getting to a point where this deprosecution movement is. Uh, Slowing down. I mean, the, the very fact that people came to the polls and said, "You know what? No, nah, we we want to be hard on, on criminals. We want to to cut down and and you know um, hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. That's that's all the voters are asking for all over America. If somebody commits a crime, you know what? Hold them accountable for that crime." um,
1: But how do you do that when, for example, there was a bank robber in New York. This is a true story. I'm not making this up. I don't remember, though, was it five or six times, Linda? You can refresh my memory. A guy goes and robs a bank, and because they have no bail laws in New York, they let the guy out. He goes to rob another bank, gets caught. They arrest him. They book him. They let him out again. I think he did it five separate times and even publicly thanked the prosecutors for keep letting him out. Now he's got to be the times. world's worst bank ri- robber. How many times, Linda? He's a six-time bank robber.
5: He was charged with four bank heists, and it was five different New York City locations in three months.
1: He's not very good at it. I think he needs a new profession. Uh, I was but, say, he is not good. <laughs> but wow, the point is, that's... we're letting bank robbers out. That's how insane this is.
5: But it's not just bank robbers. I mean, many of these criminals that are getting out are people that have violent pasts. These are people that have committed assaults. These are people, that, I mean, it, it's not just simple things like shoplifting. And, and listen, the, the whole smash and grab, uh, you know, culture that we live in where, well, uh, you know, this store is not going to miss $100 worth of uh, whatever. It, it just, it. it,
1: it well, no, in, in cities like San Francisco, they would allow you to steal anything as long as you didn't go above a $1,000. They wouldn't charge you. They don't well, arrest hoping- you.
5: No, I know they don't. I was talking to somebody who works in one of these big stores, and I won't name the store, but they were told by their management, listen, if you see somebody shoplifting, just let it go. Don't make a big deal out of it. Don't report it. Just let it go. Well, how often do you do that before you're out of inventory? I mean, how well, often do you do that before the store goes under? You just, we can't afford to do this.
1: Uh, that's a simple, basic common sense. Uh, maybe this is the canary in the coal mine. I don't know. Uh, Every indication is we're going to have a wave election. There's nothing that I see that the Democrats can run on in terms of their policies being successful. So the only thing they seem to have is if Roe v. Wade is overturned, okay, they'll run on abortion. But by the time November comes along, uh, Americans will discover that abortion is still legal in America, uh, except there might be some restrictions in some states, but everybody will have access to abortion uh, even up to the last minute, because states like California and New York allow that. So no, that it's they're abhorrent. not going to win on that. They're not going to win trying to take away people's Second Amendment rights. They're not no, going to win no. by calling Republicans racist, sexist, misogynist, and homophobic like they always do. And and nor do I think they're going to win on this January 6th narrative that's crumbling right before their eyes, now that we know that Donald Trump, in the days leading up to January 6th, personally authorized Uh, 20,000 National Guard troops and put them at the disposal of Pelosi and Bowser.
0: Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash, no tooth fairy or piggy banks, no more selling extra items for cash. A digital dollar means your life could depend on the internet, electricity, and people you don't know. Plus, it means every penny you have could all be tracked. So goodbye to privacy. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver, including Sean Hannity. Sean has personally bought metals from the top-rated company, GoldCo, who has an excellent reputation. They've placed over $2 billion in gold and silver, and right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. So call GoldCo at 855-815-GOLD to learn how you could get started today. Tell them Hannity sent you and see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. Call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD. That's
2: 855-815-GOLD.
6: Well, and, and listen,
5: Nancy Pelosi is responsible for the security and safety at the Capitol. Everyone knows that. And until we have her subpoenaed and her testifying as to what exactly happened in the days before and what happened that day, then we don't have any fairness at all in these hearings. So I want to hear from her what happened. I want her timeline of events.
1: Um, otherwise, well, We now have the of- Capitol Police's official timeline and we now know the first request for National Guard troops was made on January 2nd and that the oh. Department of Defense under Donald Trump, that the, the acting secretary, Chris Miller, and his chief of staff and the president and General Milley and Mark Meadows uh, were all in the room, the Oval Office, when he authorized, as required by law, calling up as many as 20,000 troops. Now, if they would have made it, those troops available and brought, called them up, uh, I would argue we wouldn't be talking about January 6th. It would have been an ordinary day.
5: Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, that's four, four days is plenty of time. I mean, obviously, there was somebody along the line that made the decision, eh, I guess we don't really need the troops.
1: Let's. Uh, well, oh, we oh, know oh, who oh, made the decision. Chuck Schumer, why? Nancy Pelosi, the sergeant exactly. at arms and Muriel Bowser
5: exactly so what does that tell us
1: and why didn't if the commission really wants to get to the truth which i would hope they did but they don't if they want to prevent this from ever happening again how how do we learn from our mistakes if we're not going to examine what really happened
5: well and that's the and and again back where we started we have to subpoena nancy pelosi she has to testify and she has to face the american people and say okay this is why i decided not to allow the national guard to take a posting here at the capitol because xyz
1: quick break more with gail huff brown she's running for congress from new hampshire which i think can go red more on the other side and your calls 800-941 sean if you want to be a part of the program we continue with gail huff brown is with us who is now running for congress in the first congressional di- district in the great state of new hampshire the live free or die state new hampshire sure. for all intent and purposes, Maybe you could say it's a purple state. I, I'd look at it more as a, a, a blue state. But you do have Governor Sununu, and he's running for reelection. Uh, I understand. I think it's the head of the Senate, and New Hampshire is going to be running in the primary to, to be uh, the next senator for, on the Republican side. Is Correct. New Hampshire, when you talk to voters there, has there been a shift in their mindset, their attitude? against this radical, new Democratic, new Green Deal Socialist Party?
5: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I have people tell me all the time, the Democrats left me behind. This is not the party that I was a part of. This is not the party I recognize. This is not the, the party that, um, that I want to be a part of. So there is no question in my mind that more and more people, well, m- many of our voters are independent. You know, they're unenrolled. So um, they don't vote with either Republican or, um, you know, Democrat Party. But I think more and more we're going to see that people are just going to switch, you know, and and they're going to go, you know, if they're Democrat, vote Republican. I hear it all the time. I I had a woman come up to me the other day and say, listen, I'm a Democrat. All my friends are Democrats, but we are going to vote in the primary. In in New Hampshire, you can do this. Vote in the primary, and we're going to take a Republican ballot, and we're going to vote for you, Gail." because we know that uh, you have our back
1: republicans need to follow the simple conservative agenda the america first make america great again agenda and that's a belief under our constitution capitalism limited government less bureaucracy lower taxes energy independence secure borders constitutionalists on the bench Uh, law and order and safety and security choice in schools free and fair trade and peace through strength uh we have to have to stand for the first amendment the second amendment and the entire constitution i don't think it's that complicated gal
5: sean hannity for president
1: uh right now, gail is drinking right moonshine now. in new hampshire <laughs> no, i'm kidding you're very kind but well, i wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy but I'm i am wishing myself. you well in your campaign and i enthusiastically am supporting it and i've Thanks. become very fond of both you and scott and your your friends of mine but more importantly you're, you're going to fight for the right agenda for the country i wish you luck
5: Thank you. And anybody who's interested, it's Gail Huff-Brown for Congress. Um, We obviously need support. We need help. And, uh, you know, if everyone can chip in $20 today, um, that will get us over the line. I appreciate it. It takes
1: money to win elections. It's just a fact. Uh, Anyway, thanks, Gail. Appreciate it. We'll follow this race closely. Quick break. Right back.
0: The world is becoming more and more unstable by the day, and many Americans are not waiting around to find out how bad it could get. They're making the decision to diversify their wealth with precious metals like gold and silver, and they're turning to the top-rated precious metals company, Goldco. Right now, Goldco is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn more. That's HannityGold.com.